So, so we're doing in the parish of Christ the Rambam. System of progress. So let's switch to right. It's um, it's yeah. It's commonly known as Kiddush. Okay. So the Mishnah. We'll just do a little bit of Mishnah, and then we'll uh, jump down to the Rambam. So the Mishnah is Kol Yisrael Yeshlam Shemek Miolamavon. So all of Israel have a, a portion in the world to come. Okay, every Jew has a portion in the world to come. Because it says, uh, your nation, right, Kulam <clears throat> And they will, uh, the Olam Yeshuar, it says a reference to Olam Abba. Okay, that's, that's the mission. He says the So so if it starts out and it says every Israel has a chelik and and these are the ones who don't, right? So that implies what? That they're not Israel. <laughs> it implies that there is some you don't have to be a tzaddik to have you don't have to be uh, you're right, um, you know, a uh, but you have to be part of Am Yisrael, part of uh, Amcha, right? And from the, and uh, and that that means that there's like a basic core, you know, uh, tenets, the basic certain things that, or the way the Mishnah phrases it, things that if you uh, you know, if you deny, like, um, let's do a few over here. Uh, yeah. Uh, right? Yeah. Okay. So those are uh, false beliefs, right? And then the Mishnah goes through some um, other kinds of activities. We'll have to see how those, what exactly the category those fit into. But basically, from here, the Rambam is, is taking this Mishnah as a um, sort of like a jumping off point to, to discuss what he says over here. Ra'isi l'dabir kan al-yisodos rabim ve'amunos gedole ha'erachmod. So I saw to speak here about fundamentals, right? Many fundamentals in Emunos, okay? Which are extremely valuable, right? Gidole ha'erachmada. Now, um, in the footnote over here, so I'm using the Kafach translation, right? Parish translation was written in Arabic, all right? And um, the Kafach translation he has a little bit of a, he has a footnote over here on the word amunos. Yeah, what do you have there, Sean? What do you have uh, again? We got Michelle. Is that also that's also kind of, okay, anyway? So he says the word amunos, right? He, he's he's justifying his choice of, of the word amuna. So he says the Arabic word that the Ramam uses. I'm not going to try to pronounce it here. I'm not going to pretend to to be able to pronounce it. He says. It, it, it really it means deya, hashkafa, svara. You know, the languages, every language has, has uh, you know, words that have different connotations. So sometimes one word, you know, could 
imply different kinds of ideas. So it says that Arabic word has the meaning of knowledge, outlook, right? Um, a, 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 an idea, a svara. But basically, it says she'ada masik bal achona ve'amitus vein she'igiyah lekach mitoch hakira o kabbalah. So he says, it implies, though, some kind of a belief or a notion or an idea, but that a person holds on to and accepts as true, without regard for how he got it, okay? Without regard whether he accepts it, whether he, he has it as a Kabbalah or something that he um, investigated, right? It means like a certain state, a certain um, type of attitude towards a, towards a, uh, a concept of, of a conviction, Okay, regardless of its of the cause. So he says that's that's the gist of the of the word um, of the meaning. And he says I translated that into amunos because that's the way that most Rishonim use the word amuna. Right, amuna means like a um, a amuna is a is an attitude about an idea that you have. Right? If you consider an idea to be um, corresponding to a reality, right? You have, a, you have that kind of conviction, that's an amun. So, so he's saying that the Rama says, I, I, and the Rama mentions elsewhere in, in the um, parish Mishnayas, says, look, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna explain the Mishnayas, and essentially mostly it's halakhic um, material. He says, but whenever we come across an important philosophical idea, we're going, to put a, we're going to put a pause on the, um, the Lacha interpretation and digress into the uh, into the so into those ideas because uh, of their of their importance. And over here, you'll see what kind of a digression around took. Right, he realized that this is a place discussing what makes a person part of Christ. And, 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 and by that, Zoha to Olam Haba is something that requires a, um, a, a long investigation and discussion. Okay, so he says again, fit to speak here about fundamental ideas, ready to sow. Many the uh, amunos, meaning within the ideas that the person should accept as true, right? The uh, I'm going to discuss many yesodos that are extremely valuable. Okay, so let's start here. Da, you should know. Shebalei Torah nechliku deoseim beinian haosher she yasig haodam bekiyom amitzvos halalu. So, Baalei HaTorah, okay, disagree in their opinions about the Osher, meaning the good, the, right, the reward, the good, that a person attains with keeping these mitzvahs that were commanded, that Hashem commanded us through Moshe Rabbeinu. And the retribution, okay, that uh, that comes upon us when we violate them. 
So at this point, we're not really sure what does he mean, right? Which term is a little ambiguous at this point? Nakama. Well, Nakama is an interesting word. That's true. Nakama is an interesting word. Oshir is another interesting word. But just shot wise, what, what does he mean by Bale Hatoro? Okay. You mean, you don't know. Does he mean legitimate Chachamim? Does he mean people who are Jewish? Like, what exactly is he referring to? We'll have to, we'll have to see. So he says, but you should know that the Bali Torah disagree, right, in their opinions on the matter of what we would call, what he's calling the, the, the Osher, right, the ultimate good, the ultimate benefit, or um, um, you can say schar, for lack of a better word, right? The, but Osher means um, like the... Um, Street? Hmm? No, no. It's like a, a good, a, a reward. Not necessarily a, a reward, but you know, something, something beneficial, something um, <coughs> that is uh, that is um, like Ashrei Yosh. You know, Osha means fortunate, some kind of fortune, right? So the good, essentially, the good that the person attains in keeping the mitzvahs. And the nakama. Now it's interesting. Kafach justifies his use of the word nakama over here. He says, I, I translated nakama because that's the word the Ramam used, Nilchus Chuva. Nilchus Chuva, the Ram says, the nakama, that there's no greater nakama then, is to not have the, um, the Allah. So, so apparently the word nakama doesn't mean, doesn't necessarily mean. What we associate with it, like uh, revenge, like vengeance, which is like uh, you know, like a reaction of uh, of anger, but it it it, it means a, um, a a detrimental consequence. Right? And, uh, there's the osher. There are good things. A good consequence is an osher. And a justified retribution, a justified negative consequence is a nikam. Doesn't mean it's motivated by like an anger and some kind of, um, you know, uh, mismatch of just punishment. Okay. Of vengeance. Okay, so anyway, so basically that's the question. What is the great good in keeping the missiles and the great harm? That befalls a person in violating this. So he says, the the Balia Torah uh, disagree. Machlokos rabos maor kifishinuye sichlam. So he says the there are many arguments according to their differences in their intelligence. I'm trying to understand what he means by this. What does he mean? There is machlokos rabos ma'od, many, many arguments according to the differences in their wisdom, in their knowledge, in their intelligence. I mean, that's kind of a funny thing. I mean, what, what does that mean to say? Like, I guess like stupid people can say stupid thing. What, what does he mean? Like, does he mean like smart people arguing with stupid people? It's like, what, what does he mean by that? Right? But what do you see right away? What, what's one thing that you see? What's one thing that you see? What's one? What's one um, deduction you can make? It's not. Uh, I'll do it right now. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. I'll do it later. Okay. 
the, the one thing you see over here is that that lack of intelligence does not stop people in this area from forming their opinions. Right? Now, sometimes, sometimes it's an area, and person says, well, uh, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to just come up with ideas of how to perform, uh, you know, the open heart surgery. I'm not going to. I'm not going to uh, have an argument. Uh, I don't feel justified or uh, able. Well, is this something that, that, that I touch on something? No, no, it's the idea. I know, right. I wouldn't self-medicate myself. So, um, but over here, everybody apparently feels justified in having an opinion on the matter. Okay. So that's one thing that, that creates this reboy mafflocus. And one of the one one level of the of the argument is, is you have from you know you have different opinions, but everybody thinks that they that they're entitled to throw in their two cents on the matter. It's like um, it's like uh, interesting thing. There was a, per, a person doesn't feel they have a right to discuss, like we're saying, matters of uh, medicine, physics, and because they don't have any experience with those areas, but a person. You know, feels like they have an experience with like uh, dreams. They know it themselves. They feel experience itself justifies their uh, you know, their opinion. But but the thing is, it doesn't mean that they're using their intelligence forming their opinion. They just have a certain familiarity with it. And whatever whatever mode method they use to come up with ideas, whether it's their emotions things like that, that's what they're going to use. So they're going to they're not going to be held back because they feel. A relationship, they feel some kind of uh, some kind of uh, you know uh, knowledge, but uh, just through the experience. But it, it makes the subject matter populated with all kinds of crackpot theories, and it's hard to you know say uh, this theory is is is, is illegitimate because uh, you know because you didn't um, because of who said it. So anyway, so that's one thing that creates. Apparently, he says this contributes to an overall confusion. Okay, because it's not just that foolish people are saying things, but now it becomes like a topic that is just. Um, is filled with all kinds of crazy ideas. She wishes like a mistake, right? And that's a strange thing. Just because lots of foolish people are saying things, why does that preclude? Why does that mean you can't find somebody who knows what they're talking about? Right? What, what, what's, what's the logic of that? Say, look, you have a topic that lots of foolish people think they can talk about. Fine. So you'll have a lot of foolish opinions. And it's true. The popular notion of it will become a mess, right? Will become a shibush. But it's funny, the Ram says, not only is in the Hamon some kind of big misconception, but now we know Bale Torah just means Jewish people, right? It seems just just uh, you know, Orthodox Jews. Doesn't mean in in the in the realm of the Hamon. It's good to talk about Chacham, I guess. So he says, but it, it means to say, but the question still is, why does it mean, why does it lead to the point where he says that you don't find anyone who has these ideas clear? Gam lo ki motzi bo devarim sidurim 
So that's an interesting thing. To nobody. Ram is basically saying, he's coming to this topic that is just a total confusion and practically nobody has like a clear Masuda uh, ideal here. It kind of sounds very uh, you know, important to discuss. <laughs> But it is interesting. It, was, it sounds like he's, he's trying to indicate almost like this topic, because of this sense of familiarity, it's almost like this topic was left unattended and was taken over by the Amon, and nobody, um, nobody has really stepped in and um, given it like a clear, systematic analysis. Maybe it's the type of thing that... You know, it's not like halachal ma'isa, right? It's not like halachal ma'isa that you need to have a psak in. And it's more of a philosophical, it's a philosophical area. And maybe, maybe Chum uh, didn't uh, feel necessary to, uh, to, to correct everyone's ideas. And it became, this became a big earbud and a big shibush. And basically it was, uh, became the purview of just, uh, you know, common sense thinking and um, and and, uh, and free association, all those kinds of things, and those kinds of things. But um, so 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 Ramam feels Ram is, is saying over here he he's going to go through some of the biggest the five common uh, ideas of of what the reward and punishment are, and then proceed to give his um, you know, uh, his elucidation of the topic. So let's see. Let's see if we can follow this through because he, he did indicate that the differences of opinions are going to follow differences of intelligence, right? He did say there's a shinoi sikhleim, there's a machlokus kifi shinoi sikhleim. So it does imply that certain ideas are of the lower, you know, uh, certain ideas are going, to be, are going to be thoughts that are more associated with the inferior uh, minds and others are of, of the superior ones. But he's still saying no one is really analyzing it uh, purely intelligently. But of the five, maybe we can, maybe we can, but of, of the five, it'd be interesting to see if we could, if he's ranking them in some order of foolishness or not. Okay. It does seem to indicate that there are different levels of foolishness and intelligence. Uh, okay. So let's take the first cat. Hine cat soveres. Yeah. He doesn't call it the first cat because that would imply some kind. Apparently, he doesn't want to say this some kind of order here. <laughs> okay. Not first in any way. Uh, he says, What a group thinks, Kia Osher who gan Eden. Vishahu Mokom Shebo. So those they think the reward of mitzvos is Ganeda. And Vishahu, meaning, and they think that what is Ganeda, right? It is a place where you eat and you drink without any physical um, effort and exhaustion. Yeah. I'm sorry, just a question the previous paragraph. Yeah. Where does everyone get the prime notion that there is even a. 
Right. So he's going to explain each one of these groups where they get it from. But he's saying from from Bale Torah means they, they learn Torah. Right? They're familiar with Torah. So there's no way to deny from Sukkim, from Midrashim, from uh, right that that uh, and that's basically what 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 I'm gonna what I was trying to what he's trying to get at. I think with these with these five groups is like the source of where they pick up their ideas from. Yeah, I mean, whether they're uh, I was thinking we'll see if it's if it works out or not. But the Sichleim it does seem to be indicating higher levels of education, mm-hmm. right? Like some people are going to get it just from plain shot and sukkim. Some people are going to get it from, you know, uh, different sources of chazal. But um, so he says the cat. One, one group thinks that the osher is Ganeden, and that is a place again where people eat, where you eat and you drink without any effort. Any physical effort and no exer- no exer- exertion, right? Like um, yeah, like what people say, par- like paradise. The how you go batim meavonim karos umitsuos shomeshi vinaharos zormim yain. So it's a little bit like the Arab, uh, like the uh, uh, Muslim type of idea, right? You're going to have beautiful houses, and I guess precious stones, and linens, right? Silk, silk uh, linens, I mean, um, you know, bedding, and rivers flowing with wine, mishmane, bosom, right? Fragrances, vaharbe So, pure physical uh, pleasure without any effort. Vishana uh, let's just show you. you have to see each one's good and bad, right? So this first one is the good is Ganeden, right? And the the Nakama, the retribution, is another place, Gehenna. So you got the ultimate good place and the and the ultimate bad place. And what happens in Gehenna? That's a Mokum Lohe Eish, right? It's a burning fire, Shabon is Rafos Agufos, Mesanimbo, Bene Odom, the Mine Inuyum, Sheyarech, Sipuram. The place where people are suffering, physical torment, right? Like all the stories, like the lengthy stories. The Lomdim Anche Kat Zu, Al Das Zu, the Mahamorim Rabbim, Midirik, Echachomim, Aleim Ashalom. So where do they get this idea from? Where do they get where do they learn it from? They learn it from statements, many statements of, of the Khafaman, that match, right? That are matin, that, that, that align with these, that seem to align with these, with their claims. Pulam Oluba. Pulam Oluba. So it's interesting, it's an interesting thing to say, right? To say that they learn it from these divrei chachamim that are matimim l'chor l'tanos. Superficially, so if you look at these statements of Chazal, it would be in line with this kind of idea. So they, right, there are many, many uh, Chazal right? I'm not, so, not sure so much about the Ganeda, but uh, yeah, I guess... Uh, but a lot, a lot about uh, yeah. So, so what is this? 
how, how would you characterize this cat? What is the idea of, of the reward and punishment of Torah and mitzvot? Ready? Ready? Yeah. In the in the yard, it calls the them Aravim Tipshim for this case. This is like the Muslim call, right? He calls them the Muslim. This is, this is the, uh, yeah, the Aravim Tipshim. Yeah. 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 That's true. Yeah. Pleasure and pain. Pleasure and pain. Pure right. pleasure and pain. It's interesting. The, the, there's a reward of the pleasure. There's a reward of the pleasure. And then there's a punishment of torment. The punishment of the pain. So, like, just watching everybody else get pleasure. Like that, that seems like that would be a pretty bad too. In other words, right. So, so basically, what they're saying is they're taking the experiences of the world that we live in now. Right? And the world that we live in, has physical pleasure, right? But there's a lot of what he calls yagias, gufnis, and omo. Right? For, for us in this world, to engage the pleasures requires a lot of effort and exertion and exhaustion, right? But the pleasure is, um, so Olam Haba, he's saying, for, these, for this group, is like the, uh, the fantasy of, of, of being able to engage here what you really want without any, uh, without any cost, right? Without any cost. But it's essentially the good is essentially the physical experience we have here, right? And what's what's bad about uh, what's deficient about this world is that we can't have all the pleasure we want, uh, cost free, so to speak. Right. So the so there's a certain frustration in this pleasure, and the frustration is the is the bad thing. Right. Really, we should really the good is the pleasure itself. We're held back in this world because of physical limitations, right? And, but, but the Gane then will be a place where those physical limitations of Omol and Yagia will be sort of uh, lifted and we'll be able to engage the, the pleasure that we know now, but it's the same pleasure that we know now uh, without any of those limitations. Okay. And, and what is the Gehenim? The Gehenim is so those, each one is like an exaggerated uh, form of what we experience here. You know, we, the reward will be the, the, the pleasure in a pure form, and the onesh will be the frustration and the, and the enoy and the pain in the pure form. And it would seem, it would seem that, um, so it's almost like, it's like it, to the degree that we, you know, we, uh, it's a very, uh, you know, keeping the mitzvahs in this world is, in a certain sense, I guess, some kind of uh, giving up on these pleasures, and we'll get rewarded for that with the pleasure itself that we're giving up on. And stands to reason the other way is true, too. Right? The, the one who doesn't keep the Torah over here is maybe indulging in these pleasures, but ultimately he's going to have the, um, he'll, he'll get, he'll get the, uh, the email, he'll get the pain.
But anyway, the point though is that he's basically just extrapolating from the current situation into a fantasized extreme, right? Because it's nothing, it's nothing unnatural. All right, maybe rivers of wine is more natural, but, but it's just a better delivery system, you know? Now you can just uh, order it on your phone. Yeah, that's like a river of wine. Same thing. Okay, Kachnia, what's the second one? He says, Mamina Vechoshevas. Yeah. But basically, they, this group, they haven't progressed beyond the experiences of this world. You know what I mean? They don't have any, any idea uh, of any good or bad beyond what we experience now. So they're just projecting uh, an ultimate good and bad would just be, again, taking the, the elements of the good or removing any of the bad. That would be the ultimate reward. So all the pleasures without any of the ultimate. It's not just this one, right? It's also only the immediate gratifications and pains of this one. That what? And what? That they're exactly. Not, they're not looking for psychological things, right? Are you saying? Yeah. Good. This This one goes there. The second group is what they think that the good that is the we're longing for is the Yemosa Mashiach, right? He should he should uh, be Golan Meira, okay? And he should be revealed quickly. Right? And in that day, he doesn't mean B'nai Adam, right? <laughs> he means the ones who have this Osher, they'll be kings, right? The Yigdalu Gufosehem. They'll have some kind of a, their bodies will, will, uh, will change and become greater. The Yivnu as Kola Olam Kulul And they will build the whole world permanently. Right? In other words, it will be a permanent existence. It's interesting about the last guy. Right? It doesn't discuss, uh, obviously, they also have to think it was going to be permanent. But okay. So he says, the Oso HaMashiach, I guess because it's not Gan Eden, right? The last group was going to get transported to some magical place, Gan Eden, right? This group is saying, no, this world will be converted into some kind of a permanent uh, class system, right? And the, uh, and the Osha will be the, uh, the ones who succeed, the ones who have this Osha in, in the days of the Oso HaMashiach, Will be Malachim. And also Mashiach, if you demyonim yichia kinitzchios abore yisroam shirva. Wait. And Mashiach, according to their imaginations, imagination will live permanently, will, will live like the, like the permanence of God. Yisroam yishroam. Visheba also as man, tatsmiach ars begodim arugim, relechem ofoy, vaharim in a minos kayer. And in that time, the earth will sprout forth woven clothing, right, baked breads, and many of these impossibilities. Okay, he says, interesting. But the Nakama is just that the person will not be in that time and will not have this, and will not be Zelchadiskit. Right, so 
So he said similar thing about the last uh, group too, but um, that these this group learns from many statements uh, that are found in Divrei Chachamim and in Sukkim. Okay, that in their plain shot uh, match this uh, idea, this taina, or some of it. It's interesting. In both of them, he said, Ta'anosam kulam alubam. In this one, he says, Ta'anosam omiktsasa. In other words, the point is that Akasha is not going to really bother this. None of these groups are going to really be bothered by Akasha. All right, it doesn't fit. It's not perfect. It's, uh, it supports some of, the, of what they're saying. But uh, basically, they're looking for some kind of a justification. They're looking for some, as they have, the implication is, they're searching for some justification to this idea that they have, right? And when they find it justified or validated, mostly or partly, you know, that's enough to for them to attach to it the um, the feeling of, of belief. But um, yeah, what is so? What is this group? What is this group different than the previous one? Right. Waiting for the days of Mashiach. It's interesting. Mimosa Mashiach Mehera. And what, what is the good? Ulam Malochem Tomid. That's what he means with it. He says, Malochem. He's a Kafach says the other gear, so it has Maloch with an Aleph. Like a, like a, like a, Seich on Nippur. Chayim Vekayam Lai. But that's a mistake. He says, it really means some kind of. Uh, sovereignty, some kind of every man will be like a will live like a melech. So it's a, it's a certain kind of that is more of a uh, ego psychological sense, right? Um, and the bodies will be will, will become bigger. Some kind of egotistical sense of the self becoming rising to a level of dominance that that the person fantasizes about. Most of Mashiach. Moshe Mashiach to a lot of these to a lot of people is like it's like a vindication uh, or a reversal of the of the, the low state that uh, the Jews find themselves in subjugated state. So the the idea of the ultimate good is now we're uh, what are we what are we looking forward to in the What's what's what are you looking forward to? You must Mashiach, some kind of reversal in that the Jew will be elevated to the proper to the proper place. Right now he has the Shibur Malchios and the the, the the fantasy is you know that frustration of being subjugated is uh, very painful and the and the, the success is. I'll make it. I'll show. I'll. I'll. I'll, I'll get there. And I will. And each person will have that. Will have the power and the prominence and the dominion and that sense of uh, of importance in his in his body and in his, uh, his mind that he feels uh, he's being deprived of now. And that's that's what Yimosa Mashiach represents, right? And it's interesting. It's interesting. Then the comma is simply that they're not going to make it. Yes. Kind of them. Then the comma is simply they're not going to make it. Interesting. 
It's interesting. It's different value systems. The first value system was the value system of pleasure and pain. This value system is the value system of authority. Authority, yeah. But you would think that then a comma would be that they have to be subjugated. You would think that, right? Like that would be the ego of the. Uh, so, so the ultimate good, right? The ultimate good is going to be the authority, and to miss out on that is is in the comma. You you basically get left behind. You get left behind. The Mashiach comes, and you get left behind. That's the greatest. There's no, there's no need for any kind of Nakama. Okay. It's interesting, but if, if, if you're looking for pleasure, then Nakama has to be pain. Why is that? I mean, I guess because if you're going to go to the... I mean, some of it is like a kind of constraint, because if you get, a, if you get attached to an Olam, to a Ganadin model, Ganadin is always represented as the counterpole to the... Uh, you know, to to Gannon. So you're gonna have to. It's gonna have to fall into that model. <laughs> Probably, I'm sure you can think about it. Why, in a way that it does, um, it does, uh, you know, uh, make sense in, in in the mind of the uh, that believer. But there is a certain amount of you've got to find your your model. So if you're looking for the for the for pleasure, you're gonna be in the in the Ganadin Gehenim. But um, if you're looking for if if the powerful Melech Hamashiach coming uh, and uh, um, overturning the order of the world, that's that's what you're looking forward to. Okay, so the Jews that don't that don't uh, follow the Torah will simply be left behind. Okay, yeah, Rabbi. Yeah. How does the magic? All right, I've got about to close. All right, all right. So it means to say the dominion over the earth. There's dominion over the earth, right? It's like everything is subject to your will now. That's that that that, that everything is serving you. I mean, that's different than Ganadin because Ganadin is just a special place. You know, I mean, you get to go to the special place. Shiach is different. It's a certain revolution. It's a certain dominion. It's a certain conversion of subjugation, and that's that is. I, I think that. Uh, what is what it uh, implies? Yeah. Okay. Now the third group thinks ki haosham yuchal hu techias hamesim mehusha yichia haadam acher moso v'yachzor im mishpachto dekrova yochal v'yishte v'lo yomazor v'anakama shelo yichia. So the third group thinks that the reward or the good is the resurrection from the dead. Okay, and what does that mean to come back from the dead? It means that he'll come back with his family and his relatives and he'll eat and he'll drink and he will not and they and they and not die. And and the and the retribution is you stay in the ground. Mm. And they learn this also from Mamar Chachomim Uba Miksas Psukim Menamikros Hamatimin Hamat Imim Latinazu. Yeah, so where does this fall in? Emotional. <laughs> what kind of a yeah. I mean, it's, it's a little strange that like he's saying that. No, it was the first group doesn't have the. Uh, they weren't focused on on. Uh, it's funny. They didn't. They didn't die. They just gonna. Seems like a fear of loss is driving. Well, I mean, you know, like, so then, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, 
you know, of course, like, and he's going to say in the end that, that, that everybody, most people are just mixing a lot of these things up. So there's not like consistency necessarily. But the point is, like certain things catch, uh, catch different types of people's uh, imagination. And, and um, uh, Mashiach would play, would not, be, uh, would not be considered the great good. I mean, they would have to figure out how Mashiach plays into it, but it's not something that they're looking forward to. That's not what they're waiting for. Right. So they're waiting for Trias and Mason rejoining with their families, eating and drinking and not dying. So it sounds like some kind of a social, no, some kind of a social pleasure. Like there's always this fantasy of, you know, there's a certain fantasy, you know, like the, the Norman Rockwell uh, Thanksgiving picture, a certain fantasy mm-hmm. of, a, a belonging with your family and everybody being in a certain probably over fantasized time of everything was great and you were enjoying everything and you know I mean there's always this point in your in, in, in childhood is uh, you know most most people uh, some people you know they, they, you think about it warmly, fondly, and reminisce. You know, a lot of times people get together, and what do they do? You know, they talk about the old days, talk about the way things were. So it's this kind of like this fantasy of a rebirth, right? And you come back in a certain ideal, social, acceptance, uh, you know, fantasy setting of... Uh, of that pleasure of the um, of the uh, of the community of that uh, the closest sense of community of belonging is family and relatives. So they're looking for that kind of a uh, an experience uh, permanently, right? Politics won't come up at the table. It'll just be like perfect uh, experience. But but uh, that's in a certain sense, it's a little bit like the first. But they're looking for the. the there was something in their in their life that they had some kind of a um, uh, pleasure in, and maybe uh, are looking to recapture. So maybe it's a fantasy, maybe it's not. Maybe they wish they had this kind of a relationship. Whatever it is, it's something that they're that they that they miss that, that, that they're trying to recreate. So it's interesting in the in the first group, it's a pleasure experience, right? That they want to have a continue. Uh, and experience it now. The second group is kind of like something that they wish they had, something that we're deprived of now, and they want to get the malchus, the rain, right? This one is kind of like hearkening back. People like to hearken back to the good old days and come back in that ideal setting. Something like that. I wonder, is it more is it nostalgia or is it security? Are they seeking a security? Right, right. Security. Uh, it's a good question. What kind of a security? I mean, if you're going to live forever, I assume they're not going to work either. I mean, like a psychological security, like a sense of belonging and and and, and place, or like a physical security. I mean, what do you mean by security? It reminds me of the. I forget what. This is the Kat Revius, right? What's the fourth Kat? For Shevisha Oshish and Nasi, Bikiyam and Mitzvos, who Tainig Agrof, 
Okay, so it's going to be that they're going to achieve through the Kiyama Mitzvahs uh, pleasures of the Guf, right? And the attainments of this world, in this world. You go and Shefa Oretz, we bring Sochem, Rabbonim, or Chachayim, Ubrius HaGuf HaBitachon. Yeah, so it's going to be physical success, power, right, and um, acquisition and dominion over over the health, security, and dominion over the um, the enemies. Right, and the, the retribution in the uh, person who doesn't keep the Torah is Hefech HaMatzav Mehra. It's going to be the opposite. The opposite situation. Kefisha Nachnu Bo Bizmanenu Zeh Zmanago. So, Londum Lufi Machshavta Mechom Mechos HaTorah HaBrochos VaKbolos. So, they're learning simply from the Brochos and the Bolos. So the physically the, the plain interpretation of Rachel's and Kuala's is if you keep the Torah, you'll be uh, you'll be the rush. You'll be you'll, you'll lend, you won't borrow. You'll have the um, prosperity and uh, and the security. But it's this world. It's just it, it doesn't seem like he's saying there's anything um, permanent. Doesn't, not saying they're going to live forever. He's not saying those kinds of things. It's just Physical success, just just the success of this world, and the and the uh, nakama is um, is the opposite to have all of the, the losses and the and the subjugation. But basically, saying it's the brachos and the literal brachos, the literal But that's it. It doesn't like they have any olam after that, right? It doesn't like there's any shino teva anything. Just, just the physical uh, success. Okay, a little strange. Because Hamishas Hema Rov Mitzarfim Kol Advar Ma'elu Kula. So this is he calls it the fifth group. The fifth group is a combination of everything, right? And they say Amiucha Hushi Yavo Mashiach. Okay, so they get the Mashiach. The Yichya V'Yichaya Es Abesim. The Yichnesu Ganeden, the Yochusham, the Yishtu, the Yichu, Kimesh, and Mayan Horus. Forgot to mention the family. But, um, right? But, yeah, so that's the fifth. All right, so we have to, we have to think about the, uh, but the point is, there's no, there's no, uh, even though each group is getting it from something, right? So that's, I think, what he's, what he's saying, you know. You know, you're gonna go um, point to you, you get this kind of an earbook because certain people are just attracted to different kinds of things and they're gonna focus on one and make that the and make that uh, everything. But um, in reality, there's support for each one, so it becomes like an impossibility of understanding what the truth is. It becomes just a, a, an earbook and a shibush. He has his psukhrim say this. He has his maimar chadal say that. Right? Each one has their own support. And the real adherents stick to theirs. But ultimately it becomes a, a uh, 
hodgepodge of that's most. Okay, he says, but in terms of olam haba, nobody discusses this. What olam haba means, uh, what it really is, nobody really analyzes it. Okay, and that's what he's going to try to go into. All right, so let's stop. Now.